safely at my chin. You got a little something. Then he grinned as his finger flicked downward to indicate the rest of me. My eyes followed as I smiled wryly. You think? I was practically wearing the softball field. Grass, dirt, chalk. He reached for me, his fingers twirling around the orange and black ribbons. Our team colors wound through my hair. You sure you don't want to catch a ride with me? I promise I'll take you straight to the pizza palace so you can celebrate. He leaned close, his tic-tac fresh breath tickling my cheek, and I only briefly wondered if I smelled as ripe as Cat had. But I knew he didn't care. He never cared. Glancing past him, I saw my dad watching us from in front of his silver Prius, clutching a stack of shiny new brochures in his hands. He didn't wave me over with them or anything, but I could see it in the way he looked at me. The hurry up look, the I've got something to show you look. I closed my eyes before answering, but gave the only response I could. I pressed my cheek against Austin's, transferring some of my grime to him in the process. How about you meet me there? I leaned against him meaningfully. We can celebrate later. My dad is probably my number one fan. He could outshout any peppy cheerleader when we were winning and could outscream any ump when I got a bad call. My dad was definitely a bigger fan than my mom, who often worked too late, like tonight, to make it to my games. Apparently, an escrow closing on a foreclosure was more important than your daughter's championship game. He gave me some pamphlets, my dad announced from the front seat. Pouting might be immature, but every 16-year-old girl has mastered some form of it. The silent treatment, crocodile tears, eye-rolling, the fake nothing's wrong response. The list goes on and on. For me, it was sullenness. Not pretty, sure, but effective. Sullen sometimes forced a 16-year-old to banish herself to the back seat like a little girl. It was worth the payoff, I decided, as I avoided his eager gaze in the rearview mirror. But my number one fan wasn't about to give up that easily. It's a great school, Big Ten. He was talking full ride. I crossed my arms. We'd had this discussion more than once. My dad stiffened, sensing, if a little late, that I was digging in my heels. Again. You don't have to stay in state, Kira. You have more options than anyone else on that team. Hell, probably more than anyone else in this town. A good pitcher is hard to come by. A great one is damn near impossible to find. I knew what he was doing. My dad, who knew me far too well, better maybe than anyone else, was searching for the right thing to say, something that would coax me into seeing his side of things. Gritting my teeth, I turned to stare out the window. It was dark outside, so there wasn't much to look at, but it was better than catching my father's hopeful glimpses staring back at me. I heard him sigh, and then there was a silence. Not long and not short, either. And then he added, I don't know why the two of you think you have to go to college together. That was it. He definitely found my hot button. It's not your decision, 
I snapped, as if I hadn't said this a hundred times before. We've already decided where we're going. I don't know why you keep talking to these scouts. Stop encouraging them. Oh, for Christ's sake, Kira. College doesn't have to be a we thing. It doesn't have to be a joint decision. It wouldn't be the end of the world if you and Austin went to different schools for a few years. My fists clenched in my lap. You and Mom went to Central Washington. It's a good school. Why do you have such a problem with this? Your mom and I didn't go there together. We met there. And I don't have a problem with the school. It's just that you can do so much better. I met his eyes now, daring him to lie to me. Are you talking about the school or about Austin? He held my gaze for only a split second before turning back to watch the black ribbon of road that stretched out ahead of him. Both, I